Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1044. This week on Cars Yeah, I'm celebrating the women of racing. And we're wrapping up the week with a woman who's involved in racing, but on the other side. She's an automotive journalist, writer, and author. So enjoy the show. What would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Tammy Kaler. Hey, Tammy, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am ready. All right, here we go. All right, that's always a good thing to be, especially when I'm at the wheel. Tammy Kaler is a writer, author, blogger, and racing expert who lives in Southern California with her husband and their many cars. When Tammy discovered the world of racing, she was hooked by the contrast between its top-dollar high-drama competition and friendly family atmosphere. Mystery fans and racing insiders alike have praised her award-winning Kate Riley Mystery Series, which includes Dead Man Switch, Breaking Points, Avoidable Contact, and Red Flags, and Tammy takes readers back behind the wheel in her fifth entry, Kiss the Bricks. And guess what? Today, one lucky Cars Jazz subscriber is going to win Dead Man Switch from Tammy. She'll even sign the book for you if you'd like, so make sure you go to the Cars Jazz website, click on the free book button, I'll send you my free filler-up book. And your name will be in the hat to win this very cool book. So, Tammy, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little more about your career and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Certainly. Delighted to be here. Thanks. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, I, I started as a writer. I've always sort of liked cars. I wouldn't say I had a, had a passion for them until more recently when I got into racing. And as Mark, as Mark you said, I didn't really know anything about racing until uh, it was a 2004 racing season, and I got involved because of a sponsor um, of a racing team and a racing series. And I was working for them as a marketing writer at the time, and they needed extra hands to go along to a racetrack. And I have always liked learning about what goes on back backstage, behind the scenes, how things work, of, of really sort of anything. And so I thought, well, heck, here's a chance to learn something new, experience something new. And I went along to what was then the American Le Mans series for the mm. 2004 season. Yeah, and it was great. It was great. And I just, I had such a wonderful time and I met all these interesting people and there was, you know, violence and competition and drama and money and glamour and, you know, family and friends. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it was just, it was this incredibly rich kind of environment. And I was, I was really just struck. And that sort of combined with the fact that I am a person who is about words. I read all the time. I write as a career, technical writing, marketing, writing, anything anyone will pay me to do. And it all just sort of coalesced into an idea to write a mystery series about, set around racing. Well, this is a cool story. You're bringing a smile to my face because I've been married for 34 years. My wife, Jill, has put up with my passion, dying passion for cars. She kind of rolls her eyes when I invite her to go to places like Pebble Beach or the racetrack or anything, going, that's okay, dear. Go have fun. Be with your buddies. I'm not interested. But I'll tell you, the first time I took her to a race was at the Del Mar Grand Prix long ago mm. when we had we had first gotten married. 
she came back going, that was fun. And I went, yeah. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> what have I done? She goes, yeah. I go, what have I unleashed? Yeah. So she said, you know, there's just something different about seeing it on TV versus, versus being there. So it sounds like that was your experience. And you're right. Racing is so many facets to it that are so interesting. And I love the fact that you're kind of wrapping up this week of the women in racing that I've had here in Cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because all the women I've had up before you were actually behind the wheel. And now we've got somebody who's behind the pit wall and can write about it and share the exciting back end of the story here that's involved yep. in racing. So I'm excited to share your story. And as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been part of forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So this time, Tammy, jump over the pit wall and take the wheel. My favorite inspirational quote, I actually have a paperweight that says this on it. And it was it was really instrumental in making me feel like, you know, what the hell try things. But the quote is, what would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, what is it about getting involved in writing about racing that was something that you thought, wow, I've never done this before, but I'm going to give it a shot? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what made me think I could do that. Mm -hmm. You know, looking back, I think, well, that was bold because I was, you know, I was a writer by profession and I I consider myself a sports fan by genetics because my father's an enormous sports fan and a car fan by marriage because my husband is a mechanical engineer and a huge car guy. Um, (laughs) So between those two, I think I was, I was primed to love racing. The funny thing about me is that I, I'm i all about words, and I'm a writer, but until 15 years ago, I'd have told you I could not write fiction, that I, I was just not in me. Oh, that really? I, yeah, there was no way I could write fiction. And then something clicked one day. Um, I woke up, and I had a, an idea for a scene in my head. It had nothing to do with these books that I have now written and published. It was some a totally different idea, but it mm-hmm. stuck with me, and it, it, I just wouldn't let go, and so I... I wrote it down. I kept thinking about it. I ended up taking a class. I ended up writing more, taking a second class. And I finished that manuscript right about the time I started going along to the races in 2004. And that first manuscript is absolutely terrible. There's, there, you know, it, but it was, it was the <laughs> learning mechanism. It was what made me have some confidence that when I had this crazy thought, I'm going to write a mystery series about a female racing driver, even though I don't race. I don't know what it's like to be behind the wheel. I'm going to write in the first person and take readers behind the wheel. You know, sort of the audacity of that, right? But yeah, why not try things? Why not try things? And so, yeah, there you go. Wow. Well, I love that saying. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Man, boy, does that, that just opens the door to everything in life. And yeah, what a wonderful way to go through life. And so many of your readers are so excited that you've done this. I think it's fantastic. Well, let's go back in time a little bit, because most of my guests have been car fanatics since they were born. You came a little bit later, so I'd love for you to share a story. And you kind of touched on it when you got to be a part of that race, but maybe take a piece of that, a story that instigated your passion for cars. I don't know that it was any one moment. I think it was everything coming together in that season of racing, and and perhaps even in the season since. I mean, I I, like I said, I like knowing how things go on behind the scenes. I like knowing how things work. I'm amused by being, you know, you talk about in your household, you're the, you're the car crazy one. 
I'm amused by being the one in my household that's, you know, following racing. I mean, my husband can tell you much more about cars than I will ever be able to, but, but, you know, I'm the one that's turning on the, the, the TV for the races on the weekend or dragging him to, you know, a, a race, um, in yeah. some random city. Um, <laughs> and I think I just, I, there was something, you know, predisposed to it for one thing, but also, there was something about the world and the people I met that felt welcoming. And, and I, it just, I was interested, I was hooked. And, you know, some of that, I will be, I will be quite honest as I had incredible access. I came into this representing a series sponsor. So I was treated very well. And then even after that was no longer the case, you know, I knew some of the right people and was able to be introduced to all kinds of people at high levels right away. So, you know, there was, there was a little bit of a sense of it's, you know, it's incumbent on me to do this right so that I'm not taking too much advantage or wasting this opportunity that I have. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I gave you, I don't know that I gave you a single story, but it was certainly that year of racing that, that brought everything together. And, and, you know, this wasn't just me being the wife of a car guy. This was my own infatuation with it sort of flowering. I think it's really cool. And I know that being part of car culture as I have my whole life, it's a wonderful group of people who are willing to share, willing to share their stories and everything. And when you tie in racing and the adventures of racing and the money involved and the people and the layers of all the stuff, I mean, it's just, it's a big tapestry of craziness, but it's, it's organized craziness and especially endurance racing. Do you remember what that first race was that you attended and where it was? I went to Sebring 2004. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Boy, yeah. you were indoctrinated into a big uh -huh. one right up front. Wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Endurance racing. Uh, so very, very cool. I've had many endurance it. racers. Yeah, it's fantastic. Great stories. And Hurley Haywood's been a guest on the show a couple of times. One of the best endurance racers ever. And he oh, just yeah. he just uh, introduced a book about himself that's fantastic about his life in in racing and behind the scenes. So uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. He's an inspiration. He yeah. definitely is. What a great guy. What a nice guy, too. Well, what I want to do is take a look at some of the many roads you've raced down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you faced. You know, these are important learning lessons for us when we get up against a wall or slammed into a wall or a wheel falls right. off or something, whatever metaphor you want to use. But I would love for you to share a story with us and tell us how that story helped you gain even momentum as you moved forward in your career, in your business, in your life. Sure. I talked about it. it was 2004. I got exposed to racing. It was mid-season that I came up with the idea of this series I wanted to write, this character I wanted to create, Kate Riley, a female racer, young, just coming into sort of the top ranks. Um, and it took, I started writing later in that year, the book, and I finished in early 2006. And I then started submitting it to agents. And I was incredibly lucky and I got an agent very, very, very quickly. And some, you know, some writers with a manuscript never managed to secure an agent um, mm -hmm. or take, can take a very long time. And I was, I was very, very lucky, got one very quickly, who was very enthusiastic and very excited for me and, you know, ready to set out and send this out to publishers. And then we waited. And we waited and we waited <laughs> yeah. and it took, there were, there were a lot of rejections. It took four and a half years before we found the right publisher. And even that's not very long in the whole scheme of things and in the range yeah. of things, you know, I was actually just looking up because remembering it was a big number, you know, JK Rowling, Harry Potter was rejected 12 times. Oh, I know. Can you imagine being one of those right. guys that kicked her right. to the curb? Well, 
Oh right, my gosh. Right, right. <laughs> but those years were, they were tough because, you know, what they tell you to do is, you know, be writing the next book, have the next one ready. And, but I would go through such ups and downs of why am I spending my, why am I wasting my time on this if no one cares? You know, all of these things that you go through. And I would get real down about it and I would think about stopping and just giving it up. And something in me said, no, I want to do this. I want to tell this story. I need to be doing this for the writing, for myself. That's something that stuck with me that you you sort of, you do, if it's something really hard, you need to be doing it for yourself, not for the outcome. There you go. Yeah. Very well said. Now, one of the most recommended books on this show by guests was, or is Garth Stein's The Art of Racing in the Rain. Yeah. Yeah. I had Garth on the show, and of course, everybody who loves that book has wanted to see a movie, and they're finally shooting that movie, but you know how long since he wrote that book? I know, I know. I mean, decade or more. I mean, yeah. I met briefly in passing, because he was involved with the series at the time, but I met Patrick Dempsey back in 2005. Oh, and he was going to be involved. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, you know, they were starting to, he'd bought the rights. They were starting to write the adaptation. I mean, over the years, I know someone who was his business partner for a while, you know, and they were writing the adaptation. And yeah, it's just, it has, I think he's, isn't he still involved, but he's not the lead, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to act in it, but yeah, I think he's one of the producers or backers or something like that, but so nice to see. And no, it, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. I just announced yesterday that I'm going to be having a TV show this fall, Arshia oh, TV, which is pretty crazy. Well, thank you. But yeah, I've been working on this for like a year and it just takes so long when other people are involved and there's all these layers of things and you still don't even know if it's going to happen until you actually turn on the TV or in your case, you get that first book off the printers and it's like, this is real. I'm holding it in my hands now. This actually happened. So you know, yeah. thanks for sticking with it. I mean, your readers well, love that. You. And you got to have stick to as I say, grit, determination, perseverance, tenacity, all those things uh, to be a writer. That's for sure. And I've had hundreds of them on this show. So bravo to you. Thank you. Let's shift, you're welcome. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment, a time when those lights illuminate a new path for you. So share one of those if you would. This is, I'm sort of going back to the origin story again, mm-hmm. but I remember vividly when I, when I really had the idea for my character and there was a very specific moment. I was living in Sonoma County at the time and I was driving home from the uh, Sonoma County ALMS weekend in 2004. And that was the weekend that Dale Jr. had come out to drive a Corvette and he went out for the Sunday morning warm up and spun on cold tires, smacked into the wall, broke the fuel filler neck, and caught on fire. Uh, yeah. And so it was, you know, this hugely dramatic morning. <laughs> race yeah. And no I didn't kidding. really even, I didn't really even understand the scale of that calamity until much, much later, um, since I was still fairly new to racing. You know, part of what generated my fascination with this world and, and, you know, brought up this idea for me was meeting women who were involved in that world, uh, women who were pace car drivers and safety drivers and engineers and you know, former racers and current racers and all of that. I drove home that night sort of reeling from, you know, that event and a big day of racing and sponsors and all kinds of activity. And, but that's when I had the thought, wow, that was a big thing to happen. Big star, do that. And what if someone had, had you know, bumped him? Like, what if it wasn't all his own doing? What if it wasn't a solo spin? And what if it was a girl? 
(laughs) What would happen then? Um, And that, interestingly, that was really the genesis for the series. Even though that scenario doesn't, I didn't use it until the second book. Oh, okay. um, it's what it's what it's what opens my second book, Breaking Points, and she's actually at America, and she wrecked uh-huh. in the kink with a NASCAR star, and it's sort of a toss-up. I mean, it's really a racing incident. They sort of they both screw up, but they both wreck, and you know he's out of his car for a couple weeks, and she gets all kinds of flack from the media and you know social right. media and the fans and all that. But that was really interestingly sort of the genesis of what would these repercussions, what would it be like for a woman in that environment, especially when you, you know, quote unquote, mess up a popular male driver, you know, um, what would that kind of additional backlash be like? And that's sort of what, what started that, that was the the lights did go on then. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a really cool story. And of course we just came off last weekend of the Indy 500 and a lot of eyes were on Danica Patrick and kind of her last ride and will she do well and she had an accident crashed and that's kind of the end of that and you know that's why I wanted to devote this whole week to women racers because this week if for those listeners who haven't had a chance to hear we started out with Aurora Strauss a young up-and-coming driver Melissa Paris motorcycle driver Gracie Hackenberg who wants to get into racing she's at Smith's College being an engineering student and of course Shay Holbrook who who is, uh, boy, got her own team. And I loved bringing these young women on board because they're all under 30 and they're all getting ready and into their careers and all the challenges that they face. Not only racing is so challenging, but being a woman, adding that complexity. So I appreciate you. You're rounding out the week really nicely here, Tammy. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really great. Well, Let's have a little bit of fun. I always ask people about their first special car, since you kind of got became a car fanatic a little later in life, but is there a, a first car for you that had a special meaning? There is. It wasn't mine. But when I was growing up, when I was, you know, whatever, zero to 10, my father had a 57 T-Bird. And I remember, I remember like driving it up and down the state a couple times. And I remember mostly the, the most vivid memory I have is we were out. He didn't have a he didn't have a soft top. He just had the hard top and a and a pulley system in the garage to lift it up yeah, and hold okay. it up. But we were we were out once and caught in a little bit of drizzle. And I remember sitting there over him with the umbrella at the stoplight in the convertible. You know, and I, I must have been I must have been four or five or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice memory. Oh, how fun. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, is there a car you've owned that you've let go that you wish you had back? Um, you know, that's an interesting. We've had a lot of cars. We we tend to lease them now for because we like variety and good deals and things like that. But I will say that sentimentally, and we we have my husband's grandfather's car, which is a '67 Imperial, um, oh, which nice. is is large. <laughs> oh yeah, those um, are but, big cars. But sentimentally, my husband and I, we'd we'd had a lot of mutual friends and we were sort of vague friends. And one January Saturday, many, many years ago, there was a heat wave, as often happens in Southern California. And uh, he lived, my husband, my now husband lived out at the beach and another mutual friend and I went out and joined him and we climbed in his 63 Buick LeSabre convertible and we drove around for hours around the beach cities. And that was, that was, that was actually, honestly, the start of our relationship that has now been, you know, 20 plus years of, of, uh, 
companionship yeah. and marriage and all of that. And, and sentimentally, there were a lot of problems that had, it had a transmission that was going to be a bear to fix. And, you know, it was not yeah. in the best shape, but sentimentally, I'd, I'd love to have that car back. Yeah. Well, it's always the same thing when you get down to the roots of it with cars. It's the memories we had in those cars and what they bring up and instill with us, even more so than the actual car itself. And uh, I know a lot of people who've sold cars and they wish they had them back. And I said, you know, it's kind of like an old girlfriend. You really don't want that back. <laughs> right. It's, it's never the, as it's, good as you think it was. <laughs> no, never is. Yeah. The memories always get better with time. Just like the fish yes. you caught always gets bigger exactly. over time. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, let's talk about what had you excited and fired up today. I know your latest book. It's coming out here about um, Kate Riley is Kiss the Bricks. Is that what you'd like to talk a little bit about here, about what has you excited and fired up? Yeah, well, that one, that one is, uh, that's my most recent one. It's actually been out for about a year. Um, and it, uh, but, but it's, uh, you know, I love that book. It's set at the Indy 500. Each of, each of my books is set at a different race weekend, basically. And I moved through the series. I moved her from sports cars to Indy cars and, so that the Kiss the Bricks is, is the fifth in the series set at the Indy 500. That one's always, no matter what else I write, that one's always going to have a special place in my heart because I've, I've been able to enjoy the 500 race itself from the inside for a couple of years now. And that's, it's such a spectacular talk about it's different being there in person and seeing it on TV. I mean, oh, wow. Yeah that race. Yeah, it is. But I'm also I'm I'm going to be working on shortly to be working on the next in the Kate Riley series um and I'm going to I'm going to throw Kate a few more curveballs cuz that's what we authors tend to do. And so I'm not I'm not totally sure what race track or race weekend it's going to involve but she's got some some family issues that have been brewing for a while and she's going to have a situation that's going to cause her to start to think about, you know, what comes what comes after a racing career. Um mm-hmm. As you know, that any any driver has to think about that at some point. Right. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also thinking about a, a second, starting a second series, probably uh, based in Long Beach, uh, not necessarily to do with racing, although I might be able to slip in the Long Beach Grand Prix to some book of that at some point. But I'm just thinking about a second series just to sort of broaden. Here you go. Well, yeah, you always have to have that next book in the works. That's what they say. Yeah. So, yes. Very nicely done. Well, here's a very introspective question, kind of delving into Tammy's mind. If Tammy was a car, a vehicle, a race car, what would she be and why? Yeah, that was a tough one for me. I think at the moment, uh, and I will say, I think this, this, this changes throughout your life. So for the moment, I most, I think I most identify with the car I'm currently driving, which, which I liked so much that after a lease ran out, we had to go back and get another one. And that is a Fiat 500E. Oh, um, so cool. We have the, the little electric <laughs> Fiat 500. And I, I love that car. It's little, uh-huh. it, which I am. It's a little, you know, little and sort of rounded. I'll, I'll admit yeah. um, it's got, <laughs> it's got just, just the tiniest bit of style, but not an overwhelming amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's got some zip and that, let me tell you that yeah. the electric version has torque, like you wouldn't believe, oh, yeah. but not a lot of, you know, not a lot of like flashy top end speed, which, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't claim for myself either. So that I would say that's me <laughs> for right now. Nicely said, you know, those little Fiat's kind of are like the mini Cooper. My daughter's had a couple mini Coopers and she's a little petite thing. In fact, her license plate used to say fun sized, kind of like the little candy bars, you know, because she's petite, the car's petite, but everybody loves those little cars, you know, the little Fiat, yeah. the little Mini Cooper. I mean, they're just fun and, and they usually are being driven by fun people who are excited well, in, in life. So you, you fit right in. So I can see <laughs> you as a little, 
with a little Italian flair there, you know? Good. Uh, yes. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Fantastico, yeah. as they say in Italy. Well, Tammy, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, this is Mark Green. You know, I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school. That was way back in 1975. This month, I'm offering you, as a Cars Yeah listener, a very special deal. Starting April 16th, 2018, through April 30th, 2018, you'll receive 10% off all NOAA Fabric custom car covers and 10% off all Wolf ready-fit semi-custom covers. Simply use the code CARSYAP on checkout at Covercraft.com. NOAA is the most popular outdoor fabric specially made by Kimberly Clark to protect your special vehicle. It provides maximum protection from the harmful UV rays of the sun, Rain, dust, those nasty bird droppings, snow, dings, and it's breathable, and it's very soft on your paint. Wolf ready-fit semi-custom covers are an economical option and provide indoor and outdoor protection for your special car. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me later, and your car will thank me too. That's Covercraft.com, and be sure to use the code CARSYA at checkout. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Tammy, we're back and we're entering the last lap. You've been at enough tracks to know what that means. Time to put our foot into it. The white flag's out. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Yes. Here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Drive by your gauges. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, especially in racing. Oh, you live and die by your gauges, that's for sure. (laughs) Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? This is not a habit. It's a trait. I'm I'm an overachiever. Um, And so I Really? I would have never thought. Yeah, right. Uh, I tend to undercommit and overdeliver. Hey, that's always a good way to live life in any respects, for sure. Now, how about a resource? There are lots of great resources out there. Is there one that you'd like to share? God, this is so random. I, I thought and I thought and I thought and I thought, you know what I use all the time as a writer? I use thesaurus.com all the ah, time. Yes. Handiest thing ever. And dictionary.com, the two together. Yeah. yeah, no, they're they're great. Yeah, I write a weekly <laughs> blog, and I'm always going back yes. to that and lear- learning a little bit more, getting a little smarter, I hope, with every <laughs> keystroke. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive or racing field, living or deceased, who would that person be? Janet Guthrie. Oh, yes. Yeah. I would love to, love to meet her. 
I would like to have her on this show too. Yeah, she's right up there with a Lynn St. James in my mind. And yep. Lynn's been a guest on the show and she's been so kind to introduce me to a lot of people. But uh, yeah, Janet Guthrie, I got we got to figure out to both wrangle her down and maybe we can sit down and there you go. Have, have a drink and uh, have an interview with her. I think That's that'd be nice. Now, how about books? Now, I know we have your books. Of course, we're going <laughs> to present those. But is there a book that you've read that you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, I was going to say Art of Racing in the Rain, but I won't, I won't repeat that. But the other one <laughs> that I, I honestly, I laughed out loud even the third time I read this book. It's a book called Sunday Money by Jeff McGregor. Oh, and he wrote yeah. it He wrote it a long time ago, wrote at least 10, 12 years ago. But he he's a was he ESPN or Sports Illustrated uh, journalist bought a motorhome and followed NASCAR around for a season. There you uh, go. And it, it's hysterically funny. Hysterically oh. funny. Well, don't get any ideas or your husband's going to roll his eyes. No. You want to do no, what? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I think that sounds fun. You know, it's funny that that book's never been recommended here. I'm really surprised because it is a cool mm. book and, and very, very fun to read. And yeah, it makes you laugh. And I'll remind yeah. our listeners, you can find all these great resources that Tammy has shared on her show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to CarsYow.com, type in Tammy Kaler, K-A-E-H-L-E-R is the spelling of her last name. And her books will be there with quick, easy links to buy. I would encourage you to buy all her books. And of course, this book she's recommended will be there, as well as books recommended by my past 1,044 guests now here on Cars yeah. Some incredible, inspiring automotive enthusiasts. I've had the honor of interviewing. All right, we're up to the checkered flag, Tammy. This last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world. Doesn't matter what it is, where it is, or who owns it, because I'm going to get it for you. But here's the rules. You got to drive it. You got to enjoy it. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So that little trick's off the table. What's it going to be and why? already given you this answer. It's my father's 57 D-Bird. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah. I would I would love that. <laughs> uh yeah. What what color was that car? It was red. Red. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I had an aunt in uh Tucson, Arizona that had a bright yellow one, and I remember oh, as cool. a little 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 boy in the 60s getting to ride in that car. I thought it was so cool. And she was kind of one of those cool aunts, you know? She was yeah. like one of those ladies that was kind of you know, would go down to Mexico and camp on the beach by herself. And she just oh, wow. was a, kind of a real rabble rouser, really nice lady. Uh, nice. My Aunt Je- Aunt Jenny, loved her dearly. Great lady. Rest in peace. But uh, yeah, yellow T-Bird. But a red T-Bird, a 57. And I suppose I've got to find that actual one that yeah, was right. dead. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> get on that, would you? <laughs> I'll get right to it. Yep. As soon as we hang up, I would love to do that. Well, Tammy, you've taken me on a great ride today. I knew you would. Thank you for rounding out a wonderful week of women in racing here on Cars. Yeah, I've really enjoyed your stories. Can't wait to read some more of your books. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with my listeners. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in Dad's 57 T-Bird? Indeed. And it's, it's something that I learned the hard way. Figure out what you have to do for you, the thing you love, and, and figure out a way to do it. Amen. You know, that's the uh, secret sauce to life, and that's what Cars Yeah is all about, uh, inspiring automotive enthusiasts who figured out how to wrap their passion for cars into their lives, their cars, and their careers. And Tammy Kaler is a great example of that. What's the best way for our listeners? You're welcome. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and keep track of you? They can follow me on my website, which is TammyKaler.com. And uh, I'm on social media, T. Kaler on Hotmail and Tammy Kaler. I've got an author page on Facebook and there you go. Those are the best, awesome. are the best ways. 
Well, I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these links on Tammy's show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. And remember that Tammy has been so kind, she's going to give away a copy of Dead Man Switch to one lucky Cars Yeah subscriber. So go to my website, carsyeah.com, click on the free book button. I will send you my filler up book and your name will be in the hat and we'll give one away. And if the winner has already got a copy of this book, you know what? Tammy's going to send you another one of her books, whatever one is not sitting on your library shelf. So thank you very much for doing that, Tammy. Oh, my goodness, what fun we're having today. So, Tammy, I want to thank you for being so generous today with your time and expertise, rounding out a wonderful week here, and for sharing your experiences with my listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you at the track or down the road. Thanks so much. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.